Welcome back to another fundmonitors.com Meet the Manager series. Today I'm joined by Robert Gregory. Robert is the Portfolio Manager of the Glenmore Australian Equities Fund. Robert, thanks for joining me. No worries, David. Robert, the Glenmore Australian Equities Fund returned 7.15% for the 12 months to the end of November, uh, beating the uh, ASX total return index once again, uh, as you've beat it, beaten it over three years, five years and since inception. Do you want to talk a little bit about what's the, been the driver for this uh, this outperformance? Yeah, sure. Um, look, looking at the last 12 months, um, firstly, oh, there's a couple of things. Firstly, going into the end of 2021, uh, made a conscious decision to exit uh, a number of growth stocks or stocks that uh, I think had quite high valuations. Um, it, going into the end of 2021, it became obvious that parts of the ASX were uh, particularly growth and tech, and and that part of the market was becoming very fully valued. Um, so that was an, an area that I thought, um, if we moved into a, a, an environment of higher bond rates, that that part would 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 be impacted. So, so part of it was to you know reduce exposure to that part of the market, which was um, which definitely helped returns in two thousand twenty two. Uh, and the other the other thing that has helped this year has just been an exposure to resources and, and coal stocks. Um, not, I mean, not when I say resources, there hasn't been a huge resource exposure, but a couple of the stocks that spring to mind would be mineral resources and strand line, as well as a few coal stocks, which have, and they've done particularly well uh, during this, this period of uh, 2022. Rob, do you want to expand a little bit more maybe on some of the stocks that you have avoided, um, particularly over the last 12 months? As I note, we compare performance uh, against the benchmark, and it's often the stocks that uh, that you manage to avoid that can have uh, a strong impact on the portfolio's performance. Yeah, look, I mean, I guess um, coming out of COVID, we had a we had a big sell off in early 20, 2020. and then uh, stocks across the board, you, you know, re rated very aggressively. I think uh, bond rates, or central banks cut rates, they were very stimulatory. Uh, to the stock asset markets generally. So you saw a huge rally in stocks across a range of sectors, uh, you know, back end of 20 and, and all of 2021. But it just, uh, just from a valuation point of view, there was there was certainly stocks in, in our portfolio and then stocks just across the ASX, uh, particularly ones that had a, a growth orientation where um, you could see valuation metrics were coming very stretched. So, um, it was really just uh, a conscious decision to go through the portfolio uh, as as we always do, but particularly, you know, going towards the end of 2021, go through the portfolio and just make sure that, um, you, you know, any growth stocks that were in the fund uh, really had really strong, um, you know, earnings growth ability and, and that the, the, their valuation wasn't too stretched. So that's that's essentially what... We did, um, and certainly didn't get everything right. I mean, Pinnacle was one stock which we continued to hold through 2022, which has has fallen quite a bit since its its peak of late 2021. But as a general comment, um, it had we I think we did uh, certainly have much less exposure to the part of the market that's fallen a lot in 2022 than our peers. Rising interest rates have dominated uh, talk uh, in markets over the last three or four months. Um, how do you um, think rising rates will affect your stock choices and how you build your portfolio? 
Um, do they change your thinking? Yeah, look, the, the I think around bond rates, uh, it had a big impact towards the end of 21 because at that point bond rates were incredibly low and inflation was starting to emerge just because central banks had been so stimulatory um, that I think, you know, it was becoming very likely that bond rates were going to rise from a, a really low level. So at that point, uh, and going back to that point about making sure the fund wasn't didn't have too much exposure in, you know, growth stocks or expensive parts of the market. That that was always going to be the part of the market that it was going to be hit in, in if bond rates rise. It was the part of the market that benefited from falling bond rates, and so, um, so that definitely was a factor in our the thinking probably twelve months ago. Um, I mean, it wasn't a huge factor in the, our exposure to coal and resources. However, it is generally. Historically, typically, resource stocks have done well in a, in a period of high inflation, high interest rates. So um, that was probably a, a slight positive um, in our thinking towards allocating some fund, funds to the resource sector. Uh, right now, um, in terms of bond rates, it's, it's not having a huge impact, to be honest. Um, I think going to 23, the uh, I, I expect there'll be some rise in bond rates going to 23, but I think it would be more modest. I think we've we've had the the really big move up this year. Uh, you can already start to see inflation inflation numbers coming out of Australia and the US and around the world are starting to moderate. Um, and hence, so I think you'll st- start to see central banks, you know, moderate their hikes. Um, so as a result, I think we're more in a, a probably more neutral sort of position where um, I think so. stocks across the board are probably – you know, I wouldn't say it's a huge growth or value focus right now. I think um, growth stocks have certainly been sold off very significantly. Uh, I think going into 23, it's more a case of stocks need to, you know, have genuine earnings growth uh, options and, and the valuation needs to stack up for them to perform next year. That's a great segue into my next question. Uh, what are the themes that you're going and ideas that you're going to be looking at over the next two, three years? Yeah, look, I don't think I don't think we're going to have a period where either growth or value dominates. Um, I feel like we're in a fairly neutral setting. I don't think growth stocks will get the sort of latitude they've been given in terms of uh, you know revenue multiples or th- those sort of valuation metrics that they've had in in that sort of bull market leading up to twenty one. But uh, yeah, so I think it's reasonably balanced. The, the one part of the market I do find interesting is actually. The traditional fossil fuels being oil and gas and coal, because um, as an investment theme, I think um, there's probably a slight misunderstanding. I think some people think that we're going to they're, they're going to transition, uh, you know, very quickly into a sort of uh, a bear market, so to speak, where oil, gas, coal consumption falls very dramatically. Because I think realistically, we're in a more of a transitioning period, which. To be honest, it's actually going to go for quite a long time. I think five, 10, 15 years. We can't just governments can't just switch off conventional and switch to solar and and wind farms and renewables. It's just not going to be that easy. So, in addition, I think you know, companies operating in oil, gas, coal, they're not really investing in new capacity because they're terrified of investing because um, the the goalposts are changing. Governments are taxing them very heavily. Um, so there's not much new supply. Demand still continues to be quite resilient. I think we're I, I think we're going to be in a period of quite high prices for the sort of foreseeable future. So I actually think that that's a part of the market that looks really interesting. Even though 
they've done quite well the last 12, 18 months. Um, so that's a part that interests me. Um, also, I think I think certain growth stocks, just on the basis that they, they've been sold off so aggressively this year on the basis of rising bond rates, I think, you know, there's definitely going to be some opportunities in the wreckage. Um, and I think even the last few months, keeping in mind the market's so forward-looking, um, I think, you know, they've even started to bottom out a lot of those stocks. So I think there's going to be some opportunities there. Um, that's probably the two uh, two parts of the market. The, the other parts, I think, property uh, property stocks, they've been hit very hard by the rise in bond rates. Uh, again, I think we'll, we're going to have moderation in the rate hikes next year, and, and, and often that's all the stock market needs for prices to rally. So that's another sector, I think, that looks interesting. But I don't think we're going to have a a big 10, five, 10 year period of like growth stocks or value stocks dominating. Uh, I think it'll be a bit more balanced. Rob, as always, thank you for your time today. Uh, it's been very insightful. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and uh, that you have a very prosperous 2023. Thanks, Damon. Yeah, likewise. Good to chat.